Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, it looks like that rumor about a new resort being built near Fort Wilderness may be, in fact, happening, if the Orlando Sentinel is correct. Disneyland cast members may be among the first in the company to get a $15 per hour starting salary, and we may have some idea of when uh, to expect Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to open at Disneyland. Also, we're going to talk about all the current rumors floating around Walt Disney World, and our own Craig Williams is going to tell us about his recent experience out at Disneyland Paris to cover the Disney Fan Days event. All of that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Dis Unplugged episode 994 for the week of June 5th, 2018. The Dis Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Teresa Eccles. Hey. Charles Boda. Hey, folks. And back in the production nook, our associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hi. Who is a trooper and a half. Um, a whirlwind trip out to Disneyland Paris. You left, what, last Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. And he flew home last night. Um, so, I mean, it was a very short trip. Uh, if you were following us on social media, you saw the sheer tonnage of stuff that uh, Craig was putting out and then getting on a plane, getting back here last night, and he's here, I was going to say looking refreshed and ready, but that's that's jumping the shark. Uh, My eyes are still a little baggy, but I'll be fine. But he's here. Another night of sleep. He's here, and a little later on we're going to talk to him about that uh, unusual event. Um, very cool from what I saw of it but we'll we'll come to that a little later on no spoilers first in housekeeping just want to remind everybody that uh next monday the first episode uh of the new disneyland edition of the dis unplugged will be going live will be going up it's not going to be live it's pre-recorded but uh that's uh june 11th along with the uh uh special thing we produced i'm having trouble with my words this morning we're calling what we love about the disneyland resort that is going up next monday as well uh we're going to be unveiling our new logo for the show our new intro for the show which is currently being worked on feverishly by the lovely and talented mr will perry um so we're excited about that i also want to remind everybody about our other shows uh, the best and worst of walt disney world the disney dining show Universal edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig and Rhino, and of course connecting with Walt with Michael Bowling. Um, what are you looking at me for? I was just going to mention uh, last week's episode of Connecting with Walt. It is it should be available uh, sometime around right now. We had to pull it down because uh, I accidentally cursed in it and <laughs> <laughs> uploaded the one where I cursed. And then as soon as a, a listener pointed it out to me, thank you Ashley for saying something. Uh, I had to pull it down immediately, and then I think just somewhere along the way it got uh, a little messed up. But for people who have been looking for it, 
because it went away, it's, it should be back. What curse word did you use? Uh, the S word. So, oh, yeah. No. I usually, when I screw up stuff, I keep a notepad right beside me so I can write down edits when they need to be made. But uh, I didn't have that with me when I was traveling. So, yeah. That was all right. Flipper. We can forgive you uh, having to do all of that on a plane. Um, in coach, no less. God bless you. Um, so, yeah, those are the latest shows. You can find all of them. Disunplugged.com or YouTube.com slash Disunplugged. Uh, also, reiterating our call for contributors to the Diz. Specifically, we're looking for people right now uh, for Disney Cruise Line and Universal. So if you have some experience with Universal and Disney Cruise Line, we pay $25 per article if your article is used on our site you can go to disunplugged.com check out the show notes for this week's show and uh there'll be a link there for how you can sign up to contribute and i know kevin you wanted to just uh say some things to the the people out there in the dark (laughs) go ahead norma get me started um (laughs) Thank you to everyone for the nice thoughts and wishes and prayers and things that I received in the mail. I can't thank you all enough. I really, it made it, it made it easier. Um, I do have to mention one thing. I just got it today. I got a note from uh, mom, Terry, and their daughter, or her daughter, Rosalyn, and they sent me a, a picture that Rosalyn made for me. Uh, Rosalyn wanted everybody here, and they both want everybody here to know their th- thinking about them and they love you all. Rosalind is a friend of Ferris's. She's a 27-year-old young lady with Down syndrome and she has been very upset because mom has had to cancel two trips to Walt Disney World because of knee surgery. Aww. So part of the letter was commiseration, but the other part is that they'll be here in November. So we're hoping that both Terry and Rosalind can come and join us. But to everyone else who sent anything, a note, a thought, a prayer, I can't thank you enough. I'm doing well. And when are you going to learn to stop doing gymnastics? You're just too old for that now. I I tried to come up with something I could tell you I was doing. I, I was shopping. I have a shopping-related injury. Well, you know, for some of you, it's yeah. an Olympic event. I, um, it is. It is. It's a sport. I don't have a cast. I do have lots of metal in my arm holding me all together. And the doctor says, I'm going to give you one more uh, refill on painkillers just to get you through the next couple of weeks but then i only have one prescription for you and i said what's that and i thought he was going to say physical therapy or water therapy or he goes i prescribe that you don't fall again oh thanks thank that's you. helpful thank you i appreciate that but again, this is why he has a degree that's right so thank you very much <laughs> i appreciate school. every every bit of it cool. i'm done now well Kevin. glad you glad to have you back we missed you guys so uh glad you are back uh, also, want to just let everybody know that there will be no show going up uh, June third. Third, um, July third, July third, July third. I was going to say that um, was a couple days ago. July third, there will be no show going up. Uh, we're kind of taking that week off, but uh, there's there's actually uh, a reason for that, and that is softball game. We want to make sure we want to make sure that. Um, on our last show in July, that is episode number one thousand. We have done one thousand wow. shows um, as of the last show we do in July. So second we make, to last, second to last, is it? Yeah, you'll be in California for the Adventures by Disney trip the last week. I can't you want to be here for the. Oh yeah, no, I have to be here for the one thousandth show. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's coming up at the end of July. Show number one thousand. Um, 
And uh, so very excited about that. So that's everything I have for housekeeping. Anybody have anything they would like to throw in before we move on to the news? We will have a couple. I apologize for stepping on you. We'll have a couple of weeks with no dream shows, unfortunately. Um, between scheduling conflicts and Kevin pretending to be injured, we have not been able to get together to do any shows. So I apologize for that. We will do our best to get some up probably in a couple of weeks. It's, I've been feeling guilt about it because you should. the whole reason why you guys went shopping and were there at that time is because we made the choice to cancel the shows the day we were going to record because it was supposed to be storming. I've been looking for someone to blame. <laughs> I, hey, this was a joint decision yeah, we, between John and I. And we so all I called it. Even Pete said bit of guilt. Yeah. no sense in doing it that day. It was yeah. very stormy. So, no, it's all good. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so I've already promoted our new staff column. We've had Jackie Gailey, Tom Bell, and Steve Porter um, all launch monthly columns, which you can find at Wednesday. I think we publish them at 12 o'clock on Wednesdays. On www.info.com. Yeah. And since I've promoted theirs, this is the last one I will throw out, and this is my column. Um, you can catch it tomorrow. It's called Parks in Perspective. Basically, the way it goes is... Um, you know, I try and just like analyze the way we look at theme parks, the different, what they mean to uh, different ways to different people, like a little analysis of that. Also, how our love of theme parks kind of affects the rest of our lives mm-hmm. and the way it gets to it. So it's, it's a little off center from what you'd usually see, and it's a little heady at times, and I'm known for being long winded, so, but I think you'll enjoy it. And the first one that uh, you'll be able to catch is actually kind of about theme parks and the value of escapism. If anybody has ever sat there and told you as a grown adult, like, why are you still interested in these childish things? Give it a read, because there are very good reasons why we are, and it's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. And I find it healthy. A love of theme parks or a love of storytelling, entertainment in general, is necessary for human existence. So that's my promo. Wow. Wow, that's a... Hell of a promo. Yep. A little long-winded. Long-winded, right? <laughs> and heady. Heady. Excited to read it. So, all right, anything else? Teresa, how's the Welcome Center? It's fine. It's good. You asked so, me that last week. Nothing's changed. 6550 North Atlantic Avenue. Sweet B. Sweet B. Cape Canaveral, Come visit Florida. Me. Come visit I'll, Teresa. I'll, I'll register your little spot on the sofa. I ran into, uh, I sent it to you, I ran into a uh, really cool, someone did an unboxing video of our gift bag. For the cruise. Oh, really? Yeah, She's so done that several times. Has it's she? Cool. Yeah. So if you if you Google or do whatever you do on YouTube, uh, YouTube <laughs> the YouTuber, um, oh James my God, travel gift bag. You are season. so old. What? If so you use that, Google use that, our YouTuber, you know, you we should do a video. It on the we should do a video of us boxing it. You should. We should put in hashtag. What is that thing you do? <laughs> Hash. What is that? You'd have to come out for that. I would. I've already <laughs> come out for that. <laughs> we literally out did for that. a show about boxing it. I had to drive all the way out. We did a show about boxing it. What do you mean you had it. to drive? Come, you, no one John ever told me, me I had to drive. I so did tell I him we had, had to drive No one visits. Come on, people. Rhino, you threaten all the time. I do. I'm going to get you when you least expect it. The no. last time, again, I've mentioned it many times, the last time we okay, tried to visit now. you, stop now. the doors were locked. <laughs> it the is lights true. were off. This is why she wants advance warning. <laughs> yeah. Right? I need warning so I can puff the cushions up And what days? what days are you out there? Okay. I do need to tell you, I, I misspoke last week. So we are out there... Um, Wednesday. Right now, we're out there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're closed Mondays and Tuesdays now. 
until mid-July. Until next week when she's closed. Right, until mid-July. And then we go, if it's after the 15th of July, then we go back to close Tuesday, Wednesday. So the Welcome Center is only open uh, when uh, there are ships in port. Disney uh, ships. Disney ships in mm-hmm. port. Um, and I'm looking very forward to my, a bunch of us are going on the five-night cruise. Are you stopping cruise. by? I don't know if I'll stop by on Sunday or not. Um, I may, I may not, I don't know. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, heading out on the five-night on the Dream Sunday. Cool. With a double stop at Castaway. Very excited. So we'll be putting stuff up throughout the week, next week on that. So, all right. If there's nothing else, we're going to throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right. So I'm going to start the news with being unprofessional, as I do. I have two news stories. In the promo, it seems like you promote a third. We are... Uh, no, no, you're, okay. you're good. Good. Let's edit that out, okay, Craig? No, I actually felt the exact same way, and I was very scared because of it. I texted you, and I said, well, oh, uh, help I me. Check my phone. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no, what? You know what? I didn't put in the story about uh, the $15 an hour. Okay, yeah, because you, you tease that, but it's not part of my script. Okay. I was not scared Just at all. pretend that yeah. you didn't see any of this. No okay? panic over here. All right, our first <laughs> news story. Unionized Disney cast members will not receive a $1,000 bonus. Earlier this year, Disney announced that 125,000 cast members would receive a $1,000 bonus, but later decided it would not include union members in this arrangement. In February, when the Service Trades Council Union discovered that their members would not receive the bonus, they filed an unfair labor complaint, but that complaint was recently rejected. The National Labor Relations Board has ruled this week that the Walt Disney Company is not required by law to give that $1,000 bonus to union cast members. According to the regional director, David Cohen, of the NLRB, the complaint was rejected on the basis that Disney has no history of paying bonuses to union members and that the company has not shown any, quote, anti-union animus. The Service Trades Council Union plans on fighting the decision uh, by the National Labor Relations Board. The $1,000 bonus is thought to be a bargaining chip in labor talks between Disney and the unions, which will pick back up on June 8th. So going into a battle royale over $1,000. And uh, I know part of this uh, is around Disney. It was a, At one point, I believe, was saying that uh, they paid the $1,000 bonus if they ratified mm-hmm. the contract. And, of course, they haven't ratified the contract. And they still wanted the thousand dollar bonus, and that's why you know it went to the NLRB. Uh, but now uh, Disneyland was reported a few days ago. Uh, Disneyland has extended an offer to their union, which represents uh, about nine. I think the union they're they're talking to represents about nine thousand of their cast members, with an offer for a fifteen dollar an hour starting salary by twenty twenty, and uh, they'd get like a twenty percent increase right away. Another increase next year, and then in 2020, bringing it up to $15 an hour. Now, the union has not commented on what they're going to do with that, but that was where that story kind of came in. I'm curious about, so originally Disney said 125,000 cast members would get the $1,000. Did they count union cast members in that one? Yes, because that's... At the time, everybody was asking the question, are unions going to get it? Because they were already in negotiations. And the assumption was that, yeah, they were they were totally included in that 100 Do we know what 000. the final number is then if they disclude the union members? Disclude? Disunclude? It, sh- it, would, it would be minus around 47,000. 
You are turning into your father right in front <laughs> of me. Turning into a place. Yeah. It would um, yeah. it, it would take away about forty seven thousand. You've got thirty eight thousand in World, and then around nine thousand in Disneyland. Did so. you know that off the top of your head? I did math. Um, oh damn! The, no, he's the, writing um, these stories. So yeah, no, uh, yeah, data. no. That's I'm, I'm familiar he with. The, he is the senior editor of the site now, okay, so I'm, I'm familiar with it because. But it, did you know he's going to ask ongoing. that question? And no, you no, just no, had it ready. No. So we prepared um, all this before okay, you got here. <laughs> the um, the thing about it though is, along with the fifteen dollar offer for Disneyland, the last offer for um, uh, Disney World with the STCU was also for $15 an hour what they had wanted to, but they were going to make cuts in um, overtime and medical benefits and everything like that. So they said, hey, you can have the $15 an hour, but we want to reduce all of your other benefits. And that's what on June 8th, they're going to go ahead and talk about that. And they're going to talk about this $1,000 bonus that is they're going for with the bargaining chip. So... We'll see whether they decide to go for the $15 an hour or whether it gets extended once again for another six months. Well, I have a question that maybe Rhino can answer from Catherine. She asked, does Disney normally give non-union cast member bonuses in the past? I didn't work there long enough to get one. Um, I mean, the story, it says, no, it's never given non-union people the bonus. I, I, it, Just yeah, in, I, in the past. In like, I know, I know from Universal... There was actually multiple, besides, like, I know people got their $1,000 bonus, too, similarly, like, right around the same time point, but yeah, I, I know randomly like, they would give out bonuses every now like, and then. Everybody would be, like, salaried employees based on performance levels and things like that. I don't believe any frontline cast members. Yeah, they did this did the last time they did the negotiation. Okay. There was a uh-huh. thing about um, if they, uh, and while I still work there, there was another one where if they ratified it, they'd give you $500 or something right. like that. Right, right. Yep. But not just. But I was in the union, so I don't, I, they tricked me into it when I started, and it's impossible to get out of it once you're in it. Like, you have to go within 10 days they or something you. like that of your higher date and you have to go with like two written letters and nobody knows that and like so it's impossible to get out of it but i always thought the the union for our for where i worked was not amazing but um there are some hard workers out there i think in some of the other unions but um i don't know that's why i'm confused because they did this exact same thing the last time they were negotiating the contract but the people got their money well i don't know i think the way the way that um, the National Labor Relations Board is looking at it is during those instances, it wasn't a bonus given to non-unionized cast members. It was a bonus to cast members if they ratified right, and, a contract. And, Whereas um, what they're saying in in this is that if you've been a member of a Disney union, you've never gotten a bonus for any. You're just offhand. You've I, never just gotten a bonus. I don't know that that's true. Uh, just offhand, maybe. But when they do the contract, they've definitely given people. Well, money remember before. the 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 uh, impetus behind this allegedly was the tax cut that Congress passed earlier in the year. That you had some major corporations saying, "Well, we're going to you know give bonuses to our cast members because the money we're saving with mm-hmm. the taxes." Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the impetus, and then Disney kind of rolled that into, you know, oh, and union people, if you want it. Ratify the contract. Mm-hmm. It's the carrot on the end of a stick. Um, they didn't ratify the contract, and then the union still wanted that thousand dollars, and that's when they went to the labor relations board. So, well, that's what I—that's what I don't get. If they were like, you only get this money for doing this thing, and then the thing's not done, then what are people thinking? They can still get the money for. Well, here—that was the whole deal. But, but I will—I I will say that from my time at Disney, I—I I know that not everyone I worked with is in the union, but whenever they gave us things, like you always benefit. 
this was the stupid thing about the union was that whether you were in it or not, you still benefited from it. So you still had a representative that could come and help you, even if you weren't in it, and stuff like that. And so it was a really weird line where I was like, well, what's the point of being in the union if you still take advantage of the union without having to pay your dues to the union, stuff like that? So it's a very weird system here. It's a, it's voting rights. Like the same thing when I worked at UPS with the Teamsters was that if you don't join, you don't get voting rights, but you still get support. Before this $1,000 thing co- conveniently came in uh, as a bargaining chip, initially Disney had, I think, offered a $200 signing bonus saying, hey, if you give up on everything, your families can have a nice Christmas. Yeah. Um, and for they, 200 bucks? Yeah, for 200 bucks. Um, and Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this, fe- uh, uh, this kind of fell into Disney's lap, the ability to do this uh, $1,000 bonus now. But it's the same tactic that they use over and over again. One quick, small sum payout mm-hmm. rather than giving them a better wage or benefits. So. All right, moving on to our next story. Disney sets up plans and contractors for former River Country Area Hotel. Plans and contractors are being put in place for Disney's ongoing Project 89, which will add yet another hotel to the Walt Disney World Resort. Growth Spotter has reported on contracts between Disney and a design firm with previous Walt Disney World Resort experience, as well as a contractor who won the competitive bid for the project. The information comes from industry insiders with knowledge of the contracts, according to Growth Spotter, who also reached out to the companies involved. Project 89 has had two major permits filed up to this point. The first was filed back in March and involved testing subsurface soils at the former site of the long-closed River Country Water Park. River Country opened in 1976 and was operated for 25 years. The property has gone under, has gone undeveloped since its 2001 closure. The second permit, filed in early May, created a stockpile area for the project near Disney's Stallport, Walt Disney World's inactive private airfield. Plans for the resort, which will occupy the Old River Country property, involve both standard and Disney vacation accommodations. Disney Vacation Club. Va- vacation Club accommodations, sorry. Um, I think the soil testing part of this is interesting. What do they think happened over there? Do they think that the... Well, people were dying over there, I think. For, they were getting the amoebas in the water that year. That was the reason they uh, closed it down. Yeah, um, unofficially, uh, that's unofficial, but the reason, you know, the you're, you're swimming in the lake. You're I, swimming in Bay Lake. Um, there's a reason there are signs that say don't swim here because there's bad stuff. It's why I close every show with stay out of the damn lakes. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so that was the unofficial reason they closed. Because River, River Country was popular. I mean, yeah. that was also like the pool for Fort Wilderness. Um, so it was really cool. Um, but they had to close it. So I think they're having to... I think they have to do the soil samples, and so I think that's probably that's, 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 that's part for the course. They do the that course, every. Yeah. My brother used to do that for a living. He would before they do any construction, he would he would be the guy that would go in, take the little core samples of all the soil in different places, and then they do testing. So on it's it. not like they hmm. said there's something contaminated. No, they have to check for sinkholes. They have to check. They have, yeah, stability. they're checking for right. Florida's filled with wetlands, so you kind of have to make sure that you're building on solid ground. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But this, you know, from the report. In Growth Spotter, it looks like this is going to be massive. It looks like there's 1,300 hotel rooms, 900 DVC units. That whole side of property is underdeveloped. 
when you if you go in a boat and you drive over there, there's a giant amount of land and it's that's nice. underdeveloped and it's beautiful. Beautiful area. So Disney's going to use every square inch of that, especially so, for a Disney Vacation Club. Disney Vacation Club is so generates so much income for them. It's crazy that they're just going to keep building more and more rooms. Sure, as, more, as much as they can. But now this is the third hotel project that we're hearing about. We're hearing about, obviously, which is confirmed, the Star Wars Hotel, mm-hmm. which should be open by 2020 when, uh, or 2021, no, by the 50th. So 2021, that should be open. Um, then we're hearing about, you know, the rumors swirling around about the Epcot mm-hmm. Hotel, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And now this one. Now, again, Disney has not confirmed that they are building this resort. This was uh, work done, you know, research done by Growth Spotter, which is part of the Orlando Sentinel. And uh, they did their they did their their journalistic homework and they they hunted this down. So but it certainly looks like this is exactly what's what's happening. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised that this kind of like they're starting to pursue more hotels a little more aggressively because of how Universal is developing There's their There's no land. question whatsoever that that is the reason they're doing this. Yeah. That they, you know, the Universal is I mean, just ridiculously aggressive in building hotels. The other reason they're doing it is because they are running out of inventory. Yeah. I mean, on their busiest times of year, they have this is why you see that um agreement with the good neighbor hotels where they're giving the good neighbor hotels so many more benefits mm-hmm. than they've done in the past because they need those hotel rooms to bring people into Walt Disney World. Yeah. So they just need They're that. also expecting a huge influx for oh, the 50th. Yeah, 50th and Star Wars and all of that. So just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. So all right, let's um let's kind of That'll do it for the news. Well, we're going to pivot. We're going to pivot from that story into our rumor roundup pivot. um every <laughs> Okay, we done. That's right. I'm okay. just I'm listening. Okay, um, we're going to pivot from that story into our rumor roundup. Every month, uh, disc contributor Ryan Teets, who's also the moderator of the Disney News and Rumors Forum on Disboards.com, puts together uh, you know just a roundup of all the rumors that were floating around the month before, and uh, it's one of our most popular mm-hmm. uh, most popular articles that go up every month. So, thought we'd talk a little bit about what Ryan was reporting on uh, this month. Um, now, apparently, Dan Cockrell, who used to be vice president of Magic Kingdom and recently retired, uh, got interviewed by our good friend uh, John Sakari, uh, also known as Big Fat Panda, um, and uh, was telling him that, yes, you know, the Main Street Theater project that was being rumored about is no more and that the money has been used to go into other projects at the Magic Kingdom that Disney has already announced, probably Tron and other things. Um, Tomorrowland is going to be the focus of the 50th anniversary uh, events at the Ma- or editions at the Magic Kingdom, um, and it's it's going to be a huge 50th will obviously be a huge event for the resort. Um, according to WW Magic sources, Carousel of Progress, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, People Mover. And Tomorrowland Speedway will all get updates for the 50th anniversary. So we're going to see a lot of stuff happening in Tomorrowland Mm -hmm. around the 50th anniversary. Well, that's good news. That also means a lot of this is going to be down while they make those those changes. they got to build Tron. I mean, I think... I mean, they're already sort of clearing the land for Tron. Yeah. Um, I think Tomorrowland, it's pretty much going to be useless for about a year um, while they do this. 
will all the stuff at Hollywood Studios be up and running at that point? Is that where they yes. put all the yes the focus? Yep. Um, moving over to uh, Epcot, um, the a rumored replacement of Illuminations is going to be entitled Windows on the World. This, according to WW Magic, and it's going to debut in the summer of 2019. So we're going to have, if the rumor is to be believed, which I think it is, I think this is a pretty solid rumor, um, that 2019 we're going to have new, a new nighttime show at... Uh, at Epcot and called Windows on the World, Windows of the World. I was going to say Windows on the World was the name of the ho- the restaurant at the top of the World, world Trade, Trade Center. Center. Yeah, Windows of the World, um, and also you know some of the rumors. I think we reported this last month. Uh, some of the rumors around this that's going to use a lot of uh, water projections and things like that, kind of a la World of Color. I hope they don't go too far with that. But Illuminations is beloved. But I can see that it's time to... It's been, yeah. It's, it's been a minute. It's been, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, he's also reporting that there has been some confusion and rumor regarding the possible Epcot Hotel at the front of the park. Uh, currently, there are two locations set aside for this possible hotel, one being the entrance of the park, the other one being off to the side near uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Living Seas Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Um Land clearing near Epcot parking lot has already begun for a possible retention pond that would need be needed to work in that area. Disney has filed 27 permits for Epcot recently that many believe are related to the hotel project. However, they are not. These permits are uh, all over the perimeter road of Epcot and filed with Buena Vista Construction, which is Disney's own construction company. Buena Vista Construction does not do major projects for Disney. We talked about this, I believe, last month. Yeah. You and I talked about it. Uh, I'm not sure if it was on the show. When or... Craig was hosting, we actually, I think, went over this on the show okay. a little bit. But, um, yeah, those those permits undoubtedly have nothing to do with a Epcot hotel whatsoever. So do you think this rumor of an Epcot hotel, an ent- uh, like specifically at or near the entrance of the park, you think this has any legs? You think this is... I, with with rumors, is it possible? Yeah, it totally is. I don't start speculating for for myself until I see at least a tiny bit of evidence. And you know, so far there has been nothing. No, there like enough people talk about it to where it becomes a thing. Now, I'm not saying that it can't happen; wouldn't be a good idea. I'm not saying it's it's not being planned. But as far as like actual evidence any source with a name behind them of uh, like any valid source with a name behind them any permits or planning that like points to in this direction there hasn't been anything so and a lot of times i've noticed that these rumors get circulated and then the ones that stick we end up like oh see you know like we we know disney we could tell what they were doing we know this rumor all along um but 70 percent of them don't stick and we always like forget about those. So I, th- this is one of those that could, yeah, maybe it could happen. But there's nothing that, there's nothing I've seen that says that it's going to happen. It's doesn't yeah, neither any, have I. I. Doesn't make any sense. First of all, there's a lot of Epcot area resorts right now. There's a lot of hotel rooms over that side. That side of property itself is crowded. There's other areas that need to be developed first before they start adding more in that area. 
that area is going to make it much more congested if they put a hotel in there. And what's it going to do to the entrance of the park yeah, if they have to build a hotel there? That's um, silly. I don't think well, there are, there's precedent for that in other parts of the world. No, absolutely. But I, I just, I, I don't know. There's something, I mean, like, I'm intrigued by the idea. I think it's a, also close enough to Hollywood Studios that it could handle some of that traffic. Hmm. Um, because we expect that. I would not expect an Epcot hotel unless more was announced at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, a lot's coming to Epcot. Um, there's a lot of things being, you know, we've got the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, which concrete was just poured for for that. Uh, that's going to open in 2021. Uh, we have the um, uh, Ratatouille mm-hmm. attraction going into France. Uh, we have... Uh, well, uh, one thing is we still have that concept art that we saw in D23 as well with a completely revamped future world. Yeah. Um, but my thing with it is timing-wise, if they wanted to do this, when could they fit it in and still get the, as most as much of the value from that park as possible? We, you know, we just mentioned, uh, you know, the Tomorrowland closure kind of aspect if, to it too. Like when when would be if they did this an optimal time to build it? They cannot cannot if they are going to do this it is not even going to break ground before 2021 they're mm-hmm. not going to cut in to because uh, Epcot's a big part of the 20, 20th or the 50th anniversary so they're not going to cut in to Epcot's traffic by putting a massive construction zone right at the entrance to the park so at some point they have to give us a breather from the construction. At some point we have to be able to say, "Listen, well, I think you're going to see that. Minutes. I think you're going to see that after 2021. Yeah. I think we're in. I think we're in it for another three years. I think once the 50th happens, you're going to see that stop. At least the major construction, like we're seeing now, because just look at the sheer ton. Of, you can't go anywhere. No, there's no, there's no place that your eye rests. That there's not a, a construction crane, mm-hmm. and uh, and for us, to, I apologize, and for us that live outside of <laughs> that are live here, excuse me, that translates to outside the mm-hmm. park also. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Florida Turnpike is under construction. I four is under construction. The highway, Greenway is under construction. The Greenway Highway one ninety two, which while it's still a tourist corridor, is under construction. There's no place you can go mm-hmm. that there isn't construction work. Now Disney also confirmed. Uh, the new space-themed restaurant. Um, it will be, as mentioned in previous rumor roundups, located between Test Track and Mission Space. Others believed it was going to go into the Wonders of Life pavilion. Uh, does not look like that's where it's going. But nobody knows what is going on with that pavilion. There has been activity over there. There have been executives over there. Um, there's a lot of stories coming out. Because there is this massive pavilion that really is just not used. <coughs> so, Does but, the picture look like the coral reef in space? <laughs> yeah, kind of looks like the coral <laughs> reef in space. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, uh, Disney also announced last month the opening seasons for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Summer of 2019 for Disneyland and late fall of 2019 for Hollywood Studios. Um, and you know that kind of like left everybody going qua uh, when when you know how do I plan my trip around summer and late right. fall? Um, but then Disneyland released their their changes to the blockouts for their annual passes last week, 
And that kind of gave us a hint because Disneyland Park is blocked out every weekend in the month of June next year, but completely blocked out Mm -hmm. for the last week of June. And that's as far as that calendar is going right now. Um, So that is leading everybody to speculate that the last week in June at Disneyland Park in California is when Galaxy's Edge will open out there. Now, they're saying late fall here, which is... December. Post-Thanksgiving. Which is vague. Vague. But my guess would be... My guess would be early December. My guess would be early December in time for the Christmas rush, the holiday rush. Have that open sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as um which will make which will make Walt Disney World unbearable for Christmas of of 2019. I'm not as trusting of Disney's announcements like that because we have things that are still coming in spring of 2018. I mean, there Disney is vague and when they're doing that, unless they put a hard date on it, that means it could go into 2020. Well, we won't see hard dates on any of this until next year. Um, We're not going to see it until next year. And this is going to affect bookings. People are going to now try to guess and try to book, and then they're going to change, and they're going to want to change their dates because then the the final dates will be released. It's going to... And there will probably not be free dining in association with this opening. And they've also confirmed that Galaxy's Edge, uh, the village inside of Galaxy's Edge, will be called Black Spire Outpost and will include a creature stall, which will have live loth cats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know a, what that is. It's a creature from Star Wars Rebels. Oh, that's why I don't know what it is. I get the feeling they're like those things they sold at Universal for Pandora. You could buy your own um, thing that sat on your Pandora's, shoulder. You well, are three yeah. different directions. I know, but I, I, I'm thinking that they're taking Universal's model. What were those creatures you could buy at those Banshee that's from Avatar Animal Kingdom. Land. I'm sorry, not Universal, at Avatar Land. The Banshee, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, Craig, what do you think? In. What do you think this is? <laughs> the Percocet kicked in. Uh, what? Sorry. I'm, and it's kicked in for Craig as well. Yeah, and the two of you it? are turning into Statler and Waldorf, by the way. We are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, what do you, what do I think what, the do you, what do you think these, what are these, you, you saw this stuff? Yeah, I think it's just going to be a place where you can go in and buy your own creatures. And I'm sure there'll be ones that you can bring to life, like a, a Banshee. And I'm okay, sure see, there'll be. That's what I meant. Good Tribble. Uh, it's, but it's got, again. Oh, God. Tribble, Star, that's Star Trek, honey. This is Star Wars. I know. Like, like we said last week when we had the discussion on it, uh, everything in the land is going to be as, as if it is real or could be actually handcrafted by the people on the planet. So it's. I don't foresee it just being like, here, we got some plushes. Let's throw it in there and what call it called? a day. What are it's, they called? Lothcat? Lothcats. Yes. Yeah. Live Lothcats. Cats? And you can even, uh, they will offer the ability to adopt creatures to take home. Oh. Okay. Sign me up. All right. Well, we'll see. It's cute. All right. Moving over to Animal Kingdom. Dinoland USA continues to be a big discussion topic. Uh, According to WW Magic sources, Dinosaur could close as early as next year for a major redo into an Indiana Jones-themed attraction. We've heard this batting around for a while. Uh, and while the Indiana Jones attraction in Disneyland um, uses the same ride uh, mechanism or the ride system as a Dinosaur does, it is rumored this new attraction would not be an exact copy of Disneyland's and that Disneyland Paris 
would also be getting the same version of this ride rumored to be considered at Epcot. What do you think? You think they're going to do this? No. Did you say Animal Kingdom and then Epcot? No, I said Animal Kingdom. I didn't mean okay. to say Epcot. I okay, I do, I'm sorry because I've, I've just he's still in France. Well, I know why. Why? Why is this no? I don't know. I, I, because you don't want it, or well, that's because not, that's not what I asked. No, somebody uh, laid it out for me once, where they were like, "It sounds like a great thing, but you have to really think about it." Like I, that, that Animal Kingdom is about animals. Indiana Jones is not really about animals. Indiana Jones is, though <laughs> aesthetically speaking, it does kind of look like oh, it could fit in. But this park is about conservation and you know and i understand dinosaurs no longer exist but there are animals but we also know we also know consistency of theming is slowly but surely being thrown out the window across property so if they think it's going to draw draw audience they'll do it the dinosaur ride does go with the original theming of the part right the animal kingdom well it's dino land that whole section is dino land usa yeah but the original one was there was going to be the beastly Beastly kingdom Kingdom part Mm -hmm. of the thing so dinosaurs fit into that i would hate to see them take this in a direction that wasn't the joe rody conservation education model i mean and i'm not saying i wouldn't like to see a indiana jones ride at in somewhere mm-hmm. in Disney property in Walt Disney World because it is one of my favorite attractions at Disneyland. Um, I just, yeah, I like, I do see why why people would think that and why it could aesthetically fit in there. I think it would be better served at Hollywood Studios, but um, there is another movie coming out that's supposed to come out in like 2020 as well. So I don't know if it's like maybe gaining steam because of that. Indiana Jones and the Reverse Mortgage. <laughs> Indiana Jones I, and the impotent panda. <laughs> I feel like whatever happens, Joe Rody would have to sign off on it. I agree. And so, even though he, I mean, he was the man behind Mission Breakout, which didn't make a lot of sense, but it ended up being really done really well. Uh, so, if if he did sign off on this coming to Animal Kingdom, I would trust him on it. Yeah, regardless. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but. I feel like it's also different changing Tower of Terror into a Marvel ride versus him having them add something into what is essentially his park. I mean, it it is his park, so... Well, I'm sure Disney looks at it differently, but... um, There's some ownership there. There is absolutely ownership. All right. Um, Finally, wrapping up, according to a source that Ryan Teets has, the new monorails are, in fact, on the way. Uh, Bombardier... Bombardier. Bombardier. It's not Bombardier. Okay. Would be the company uh, building the new monorails and that we should expect some of the new trains in time for the 50th anniversary. But according to this, Disney wants to make some system changes with the new monorails that would result in not being able to run the current monorails. um, Oh, great. And the new ones at the same time. So uh, there may be some... There may be some issues regarding monorails and the 50th anniversary. What could possibly go? I mean, it fits in with what it's been like in the park for the last couple of years. So if they're celebrating that they've destroyed this transportation system, (laughs) it all goes together. If that's the case, then you're (laughs) going to replace every single monorail. If you're going to make it so the old ones don't work, you've got to replace every one. Yeah, well, we'll see. I think things in the park can come and go and people will complain and not complain. And I think the monorails are sacrosanct. I think the minute you start touching those, 
there's going to be an outcry like no one's ever heard. Well, they're important. They're important transportation, especially in and around the Magic Kingdom. Also iconic, um, you know, right. visual yeah. things. So, all right. That is going to do it for that portion of our show. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire and start with you, Mr. Magi. All right. Epcot will celebrate World Oceans Day with special guest offerings on June 8th, just a few days away. Guests visiting Walt Disney World on June 8th can join in this year's World Oceans Day celebration at Epcot and receive <clears throat> excuse me, special offerings at the Seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion. Uh, you can learn about ocean conservation efforts uh, through fun displays, activities, and events throughout the pavilion. Uh, guests will also be able to donate to the Conservation Fund at the Seabase gift shop and receive a special pin. Um, the Seas with Nemo and Friends Pavilion will also offer an exclusive sea turtle and shark picture frame for guests who purchase a photo. You can then hop on over to the Coral Reef uh, with a new white and dark chocolate mousse served only for World Oceans Day. Because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Kevin. Mine is even closer. Mine is tomorrow, May 6th. June. Wednesday, May 6th. June 6th. Turner Classic is Turner Classic Movies is having uh, treasures from the Disney Vault Day starting at 8 p.m. with a trip through the Walt Disney Studios uh, from 1938. This is not the Walt Disney Studios here in Florida. This is the actual Disney Studios in California. The Best of Walt Disney's True Life Adventures is on at 8.15 from 1975. The Legend of Lobo at 10 o'clock. It's from 1962. At 11.15, they're going to show two uh, Pluto shorts, Society Dog Show from 39, and Gray Friars Bobby from 61. I'm sorry, I don't think both of those are Pluto shorts. At 1.15, Pluto's Purchase from 48, and Big Red from 1962. And at 3 a.m., Moose Hunters from 1937 and Benji the Hunted from 1987. So they're doing a whole night of programming. So if you've got a TiVo or a DVR. Or you're up during the night. Or you're a night owl. It happens tomorrow on June 6th. I resent the fact that something from 1987 comes from the vault. Right? Benji? Why is Benji in the vault? Somebody feeding him. Poor Benji. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Teresa. Bizarre. Weird. I guess I'll be. (laughs) Hello, Teresa. Okay. Blueberry Grass Band coming to Epcot's Canadian Pavilion this summer, starting on June June 13th. Blueberry Grass Band will be there. Uh, I'm not going to read all of this. Their name comes because the people that are coming from that part of Quebec are called blueberries. Oh. oh, they have been on turning um, Violet, Violet. Jay Leno. They've been on Britain's Got Talent. So I'm looking forward to this. Something new. June 13th. Does this replace the lumberjacks who replace the kilters who replace? Yes, them? all of those people. Yeah, they look cute. <laughs> One looks got some nice hair. Here's <laughs> a shopping for husband. <laughs> <laughs> Just an extra. Okay. Oh, no. Sorry. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Charles. Okay, um, the actor who voiced Prince Charming in Cinderella died. Um, he was 96 oh, years old. I saw that. I won't go into his full biography, but just a couple snippets there. Um, first off, he passed away last Friday at uh, UCL, uh, UCLA Medical Center in Santa Monica um, from a battle with lung cancer. So, 
but so a couple fun facts that I what just, was his name um, William Phipps that's probably a big fact that's a fun fact that's my first fun fact about him <laughs> is that he has a name and his name is William Phipps um, so uh, a few of the things that were mentioned after his passing um, to voice Prince Charming in Cinderella it took uh, a couple one hour sessions on the same afternoon and he was paid a hundred dollars for it wow and then and no royalties you know back then they didn't have you know, royalties. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he did, they also did a thing during the promotion of it where young women could um, try and win a date with the voice of Prince Charming yeah, and they get a, they would get flown to Hollywood to go on a date with them. And so he like dressed up in a, like a, a white jacket with tails and like a tie and stuff. And the lucky winner went out and they went out to, um, you know, restaurants and everything like that. And then he had to go back to his apartment where I guess he describes his ap- apartment as like a boarding house for fledgling actresses. <laughs> like, oh. good, good for you. You didn't get the monetary compensation, but you do live in a boarding house for fledgling actresses. So that's something. was a lot at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, he also has a couple other things to his credit. Other than the voice in Cinderella, he was mainly prominent in the 1950s uh, sci-fi cinema scene um, and had a lot of recurring roles. He worked with RKO Radio Pictures. Um, and I won't mention all his roles, but they're, I'm going to mention these few because they're one of my favorites in here. Um, he started in five, The War of the Worlds, which is great, uh, Invaders from Mars, Cat Women of the Moon. That's a good movie. And The Snow Creature. Is it really? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Were you in Sa- Cat Women of I, the Moon? Is this your dark secret? My mother was. Um, I love that type of movie, though. Yeah. I'm all about that. And as look- long as we're talking about this Mystery Science Theater, th- Mystery Science Theater 3000, I don't have the schedule in front of me because I didn't expect it. Oh, I love it. Is doing a live shows. They're going to do one at the Hard Rock in Orlando here. It's sometime this summer. And... Catwoman. Really? Yeah, they're going to do a live show. So if you're interested, you'd have to go to their website. Oh, that sounds but so fun. I think it's in July. I want to say July 20th, but don't hold me to that. But I think that, have you, you've watched the show? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. So it goes along with what you're saying <laughs> yeah. about these 1950s oh, science, science fiction. Theater, yeah. All right, thank you, Charles. Rhino. <laughs> um, okay, so mine is that pretty quick um well, the walt disney travel company has announced that the 2019 vacation packages for the walt disney world resort will be available to book beginning june 19th 2018 it's weird that we got this today because both craig and i were chatting with a friend about this last night who asked us when it would be and i said i don't know we've but, been asked this every single day oh yeah every day yeah. for the past yeah. six or eight months now we have a day a little bit yeah. later than usual unfortunately usually it's a little bit earlier in june but we're glad that we have a date for it i just want to mention if you were a dreams client and you're looking for something in 2019 please write to your agent they'll make sure you get queued up and you're one of the first ones yeah. to get a quote for 19 can be a fun day looking forward to it it is gonna be a busy day june 19th so, but at least we know now know when packages for next year are coming I know, out. So. Finally, Boy. we've been waiting. All right, thank you, Rhino Craig. Yeah, well, I'm going to give a shout out first to the person who asked us, Nick, because he watches the show religiously. And oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, he's that. he's very awesome. So I know multiple of us have talked to him on there before. So we're going to see him performing a show one day. Which I cannot wait for that. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, no, mine is. Did he say uh, a noun in there? 
No, it's all it's all good. I'll tell you later. It's okay. a, yeah, it's good. Um, anyways, yesterday they finally released a, a new trailer for uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. And it I know it doesn't really have that much to do with what we're talking about, but uh, the one big thing that came out of it was back in the D23 Expo, uh, those who were in the audience for the animation panel got to see basically the full entire princess scene oh yeah and that's all we were raving about for the longest time and then with this trailer they finally showed some snippets of it and it is uh, it's i'm loving seeing people's reactions yeah. to it so if you haven't watched it yet uh, as soon as you're done watching this go and check it out because it's hilarious uh they included a joke at the end of the trailer about why didn't they just uh do ralph rex the internet is the name and like they put in a little joke about that because everyone was talking about that. Why would it be Ralph breaks yeah, the I internet? That was great. It's Wreck It Ralph, but yeah, it, it's a really cool trailer, and I'm very excited for that. It comes out uh, November, November Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. time. So check it out. All right, thank you, Craig. Cool. And while we're talking to Craig, why don't you tell us a little bit about this event that you were invited? Disney actually invited us to go cover uh, an event at Disneyland Paris. This is kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. Um, we had a couple days notice and uh, they took, you know, this was all paid for by Disney. Disney flew Craig out there, put him up at the hotel, fed him. Uh, I don't think they bathed him because he still smells. Um, but uh, this was called uh, Disney Fan Days with days being spelled D-A-Z-E. And uh, was this the like first? Yes, yeah. this, was, this the, was the first one of these. The inaugural Fan Days, which... Uh, there was there was a lot of hype about it when they announced uh, it's, it was essentially uh, a celebration for Disney fans. Uh, it kind of in the same similar aspect of D twenty three, with that being like the best place for Disney fans to go. This was a, a similar idea, but uh, definitely based on the parks and especially for characters because uh, there was somewhere I believe between ninety and a hundred characters out meeting people throughout the entire like characters night. you never see yeah uh like the the coolest one for me and i know it's been pushed out by a lot of people and i'm sorry i don't have videos or photos yet i'm still trying to go through all that stuff it's been a whirlwind uh and i wasn't i didn't know i was going to talk about this so i didn't have anything ready there are plenty um, of videos that you've uploaded yeah, on the Diz youtube channel though, there are some but I, not in this short of notice but like roger rabbit which you see every now and then, mostly at Disneyland, not out here. But he was rocking, walking around with Eddie Valiant, yeah. the, the actual character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And, you know, he was speaking only in French, so I couldn't understand a single, <laughs> single thing he said. But it was just so cool seeing them paired up together. Uh, it's the, the most popular one that I was seeing people like flood to was uh, the three kittens from the Aristocats. So you usually see uh, Marie all the time. She's a fan favorite, but uh, then having the other two as well was just uh, just people were were losing their minds, and that was kind of the the thing the entire night. It was it just. It was running from character to character to character. I feel I do feel bad for people who paid a lot of money for vacation packages to go to this and then uh, and showed up and realized how long the lines were going to be for some of these because I, I wasn't interested in meeting them. I was there to try to just get as many photos of, of them, not with them. So I got to see probably maybe 60 characters 
God. Maybe I don't. That could even be way too high. It might even be like closer to like forty that I saw. When you say this so, is the first of these, are they only going to be in Disneyland Paris, or are they going to be at other parts? I'll be honest. I still don't have that information. Um, it's I hope it is something that could come to the United States, but I could also see it being a, a great way to get people to come out to Disneyland Paris. Seems uh, to me like you would do this. This should be something they do in every park on the same day. Oh, that'd Wouldn't be cool. that be cool? That'd like be cool. every park celebrates fan days yeah. on. Yeah. Oh no, it, it would be awesome. Worldwide. And, uh, yeah. You know, it, it, like I said, it wasn't, it was a lot about just the characters. That was the main aspect of it. They did have some panels throughout the night too. Uh, for people who are interested in that kind of thing, one on Duffy, one on the, uh, one with Imagineering, uh, just random, random little things thrown in there too. But it was also about a lot of the special entertainment, which I believe I believe I have all the special entertainment on the site as of now. If you so haven't seen it other places, that you took videos of and the fireworks and stuff, that was just for that night. Yeah, no fireworks, but um, it was a castle show. That's not the special. That wasn't. No, no, no. So the the special entertainment was the big one. Was Max Live getting goofy with it, mm. and that was uh, that was based around um, Max going out for like a, a not a talent show per se, but something similar to that. But he was dressed in the, the power line outfit from a goofy movie, and they it included. Um, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch, Cusco, and what's her name? Yzma. from Isma from Emperor's New Groove. Which this is one of the things I love about... When does a show have that? Right. This is one of the things I love about other parks, not sort of the U.S. parks, is they are not afraid to mix characters. Yeah. They're not afraid to cross that line between themings at all. Yeah, no. And, which is and always fun. That's why it was like, when you see something like Lilo and Stitch, it's like, okay, you know, Lilo yeah. and Stitch is very popular. Three Caballeros makes sense, but... With Cusco and Yzma, like yeah. that was just out right. of left field. Now, just so people know, uh, a lot of the uh, Craig shot an enormous amount of video. A lot of it is up on the Diz YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash WDW info. So you can see a lot of these videos there. And then, of course, if you're following us on social media, on Twitter in particular, uh, at the period Diz, am I right? Uh, no, it's just the Diz on Twitter. Is it the yeah, Diz? It was a period. The, Diz. the period is the Instagram and Facebook. Oh, okay. At the Diz on uh, on Twitter, you're gonna see a lot of uh, the stuff he was posting. Yeah, we we have, there's still so much more uh, with the event. I have a lot of videos going out with me seeing the characters and all that. But then just from Disneyland Paris as a whole, I spent my one day in the park uh, that I had basically just running around trying to film as much as possible so that's all going to be coming in the future on both channels and vlogs and all that bless you thank you um yeah and but at fan days too they introduced the ducktales parade with was interactive and that that was just another i know ducktales just came back on this past year but that that's the kind of fan service that they were doing, doing realizing well. what is what Disney fans actually care about and what's popular, yeah. and they tried to inject it into this event as much. The as interesting they could. part of this for me is the number of U.S.-based sites. We were not the only ones invited that were invited to cover this. We have never been invited. None of us have ever been invited to cover anything at Disneyland Paris. Um, something's up. That's all I'm going to say. There's something up with that. I'm very glad we were. I'm thrilled we were. But 
I think you're going to start seeing a much bigger push in the U.S. to get us in this country to go over there. It seems silly not to push that, and they don't. They don't. As a matter of fact, they make it very difficult. Right. They make it very difficult. Um, So I have a feeling before too long, you're going to see an effort being made to move people from the U.S. over over to Disneyland Paris. For what other reason? But what other reason would they include U.S. Well, the, outlets? The only thing I think about is I thought about the fact that maybe they are bringing that here, this Fan Days event, so that they can then, you know, you're sort of pre-promoting the fact yeah. that could if be. it comes here, look how great it was, we're going to do it here. And Was it a hard-ticketed event? Did people have yes. to pay extra to get into they it? They did, especially yeah. with vacation packages, uh, and it was not a cheap event i know that i heard from a lot of people that uh and it was put out everywhere um that a lot of people paid a lot of money especially just sitting on the phone trying to get tickets with international calling fees for it that's because the whole the whole idea of booking anything at disneyland paris is so crazy and hard but yeah it's so i think they could make a lot of money out of it if they would do this here but you know they're they're definitely i I, just my experience in paris in general at disneyland paris not paris i didn't even see any of the city of paris so i'm not going to act like i did but everything there felt like while they did include the language uh they they know that english is a language that many people speak now so it's just easier to do that so you know maybe the shows were done in english and only english because that's the most universal for the people who are coming to the event maybe it's because they have it ready to roll out at other parks too i'm not going to speculate on that but uh, it was, you know, there. It seems like something that fan days could work in every single park with without any issue, and you know, it's, it's what people love. It's why that villains event years ago was such a freaking disaster because they sold so many tickets for it. Everyone showed up, and then it was like an hour wait to meet every single character. Yeah, it was terrible. It's, and even with this having that many characters out, the lines were still atrocious. So it. There just needs to, ultimately a big takeaway. Disney needs to just put more characters out and about and give more opportunities to meet them. That's it's clearly what people want. If it's through a hard ticket, great. If it's just on a normal park day, great too. But uh, that's it's what people want right now. See, Disneyland, you know, we were just out there uh, this past weekend and just moseying through Frontierland with. A handler around, but not right on top of him. It was Mickey Mouse. I love about Disneyland. Mm. Just walking around. These characters are just. But they're not scheduled. They just appear. They just kind of appear. And And as you said, it's like here, it's like if a character comes out, people swarm. Well, I think that's why they can't do it here. Yeah. But I, you know, so it's it's interesting. But um, I know we've got you've got more stuff coming up uh, from that event that you're working on. So stay tuned. Uh, youtube.com slash wwinfo uh, to see the rest of those videos and thank you for that Craig thanks for a great job while you were out in Paris can I add one thing that just came across my attention sure Dick Van Dyke is offering an offering an auction of lunch for four people with Dick Van Dyke and it ends tomorrow at 3.43 Eastern Daylight Time it is through charitybuzz.com and right now there are two bids 
It is at $2,250. For four people, that's not a lot. Wait until Pete gets involved. It's a duration of two hours. It's a private meet and greet. The winner may take photos. The winner can take something small to be signed. The meal is part of the event. The winner is responsible for the cost of the meal. Alcohol beverages are not included. Into your your mic, honey. I'm sorry. I got very excited about it. But it's in Malibu, California. So if you want... What's the date of those? Uh, the, it just says the auction ends tomorrow. But does it say the date of the... No, I'm sure you could set that up. It? If you want to have lunch with a legend, this is it. Okay. Cool. Okay. I'm sorry, Let's I just it. came across well, that's my... That's really, really cool, yeah. That's no, crazy. thank you for that. And, you know, we don't know how much longer he'll be around. So I, yeah. mean, I think this is oh. an opportunity to really... I know, I didn't mean to bring it down. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought it was interesting. Cool. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. That will do it for this week's episode. And we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. (laughs) Waiting for my music. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.